Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Prince Vitamins TCG podcast. Uh, it's been quite a while since we've done an episode because we've been a very busy bee. Uh, apparently, one of the episodes that we did record and set to uh, you know be published on multiple platforms decided not to be published, and that was on the 22nd of July. So, uh, yeah, so the episode that was supposedly being published and pushed on that date has uh, unfortunately been discarded, deleted. So, yeah, we're going to be doing this one. But anyway, uh, without further ado, let's get into today's tasty episode. Uh, today we're going to be discussing two cards that I've um, seen and I think is absolutely amazing. And yeah, uh, so the first one I'm going to be talking about is the Lugia from the new set that comes out on Friday, Dinosaur Blaze. Uh, that's the set name, obviously. The Pokemon we're on about is Lugia. Uh, if you're not familiar with what Lugia does, for one colorless energy, it does Gust for 30 damage, and for three uh, colorless energies, it does the move Energy Loop for 120 damage, and it also states uh, put an energy card from this Pokemon into your hand. So when thinking about cards like GXs uh, or EXs or Vs or VMAX decks can tech against threats like Decidueye or Zamazenta. Uh, if you're not familiar with Decidueye, I'm on about the one from Darkness to Blaze. Uh, that was the pre-release promo, which I believe is like prevents all attacks uh, done to this Pokemon from your opponent's GX or V. Yes, that does include VMAXs as they are named V. Uh, I'm on about that, the Sijuai, and then the Zamazenta V from Base, Sword and Shield, which I believe has the same effect, but it's just for Vs and V Maxes. So, those are the two cards I'm on about when I said, uh, you know, take against threats like the Sijuai or Zamazenta, because obviously it might be a case of the Sijuai will be its own archetype. Uh, there's been multiple different variants of how you can play the Sijuai with uh, Rowlix, um, with Rillaboom, with ADP. Uh, I think the new Swan of that's coming out as well. But yeah, uh, when I think about cards that, you know, the GX or VX, uh, VMAX decks can take against, uh, I always look at the colors Pokemon that can synergize well with any acceleration energy engine. Uh, for example, the prime card that I'm talking about now obviously is Lugia. Um, because if you think about all the ways you can get energy on the field, the opportunities are endless because you've got stuff like welder which attaches to fire uh, and then obviously you draw up three cards and you can attach another fire energy or any energy that you've got in your hand so obviously that's like three turn there um, you've also got a out of the blue out of the box idea of picaron which i think is like um it's first attack i can't honestly remember what it is it tag ball or summer uh that allows you to search deck up to three energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon any way you like. Uh, you've also got Eldegoss from the Sword and Shield base set. And if you're not familiar with that, it attacks for one colorless uh, energy. And it says you can search deck for up to three grass energies and attach them to your Pokemon. So, you know, that's like three different things there. Um, you've obviously got Porygon Z, who can use its ability. I think it's crazy code. That you can use to attach three uh, recycle energies to. So then, you know, it's a case of you can hit them, and then if Lugia unfortunately deceases, then you've still got them in your hand and you can just recycle it. 
So I think it might be Lugia might be played in quite a lot of decks to be fair. Um, like I said, it could be in a Decidueye deck. Um, it could be in a Zamazenta deck. It could be in a Porygon Z deck. Um, there's just loads of different things that it could be involved in. And I think that uh, people who are predominantly playing and V's and VMAX decks and stuff like that will probably include at least one of them. Because obviously everyone knows uh, Erinatus or Eternus V Max, however you'd like to pronounce it. Japanese translation is Mugendina. I think it sounds hell of a lot better. Uh, that'll be playing quite a lot in the meta. So, you know, with that, you could obviously get Lugia involved or uh, in, in your Erinatus deck, that is. Because obviously, you never know what you're going to be coming up against. It could be a Decidueye deck, and then obviously, you're a bit screwed there, aren't you? Because you won't be able to attack them. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, in my opinion, Lugia can make a fantastic single prize attacker with it hitting a whopping 120 damage, uh, and it also has the ability of putting an energy into your hand from the uh, from your Lugia. So obviously, it makes this card extremely versatile because, like I was saying, um, you could, you know, you you know, it's it's just good. It's just a very good card because. If you've used Welder and then turn Attachment with your Fire Energy uh, and you've got another Welder in your hand, then obviously it could be a case of you could uh, take that Fire Energy back uh, in your hand, then play another Welder, obviously praying that you've got another card, uh, Energy card in your hand that is, and then you can attach two more, drop three cards and you could potentially put the Fire Energy back on the Lugia. But then also the downside is that if it does get KO'd, then obviously you lose 3 energy. But if you're playing stuff like uh, a firebox or some along the lines, I think it's just firebox, I don't know why I was saying the rest of that. Uh, you've got fire crystal to get it back, so it's not exactly too bad. But I still think it's a very, uh, a very good card. Um, and I think it should be included in quite a lot of decks, to be fair. Um, other than that... I think, I think, I mean, 120 isn't too bad. I mean, it's not obviously like top tier hitting stuff, but it, it's a good card to include because obviously, like I've just said, uh, you never know what you're going to be up against. It could be up against something that prevents you from attacking. Uh, if you're a GX or a V, which is exactly what Decidueye is, and basically just going in a circle. But yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just end that one there on the uh, Lugia card. Um, the next card I'm going to be talking about is Duraladon from Rebel Clash. And if you're not familiar with that, it has the attack for one colorless metal sharpener for 30 damage. And also its additional effect is you can attach a metal energy from your discard to one of your Pokemon. And it also attacks for uh, two metals and a colorless power beam. 110 I believe I've wrote here. Although it looks like 190 but it probably is 110. Uh, but yeah, in my opinion, Metal has one of the most underrated energy acceleration engines in standard. With Duraladon being at the forefront of it all with this card when you play it, alongside the Metal Saucer, you can essentially get two Metal Energies into play in a single turn. Whilst also doing, you know, 30 chip damage. In my opinion, that's uh, pretty decent. But, I mean, obviously everything that's good always has the bad stuff. 
Uh, I mean, the downside to Duraludon is the fact that it's going to be easily replaced from the Dialga from Legendary Heartbeat. Uh, basically, Dialga from Legendary Heartbeat just allows you to attach two Metal Energies from the discard rather than one. So, you know, Dialga's obviously just going to be the one that everyone's going to be playing. But Metal Energy from the discard currently at standard is pretty decent and I think uh, it's a very underrated card. It's not really played in that many metal decks or, you know, in, in anything to be fair. I think it's one of these, like to keep saying though, I think it's one of these cards that's like very underrated and it's flown under the radar. Um, but it's a bit upsetting that as soon as Legendary Heartbeat comes out in the UK, which I think there's like speculations coming out in Heart, not Heartbeat because that's the set obviously. Uh, Champion's Path, I think it's coming out in Champion's Path, so obviously this is going to get nerfed, straight uh, deleted from there. Because I am aware that the Dialga has replaced Duraludon in all of the Japanese sets, which isn't exactly good. But at the end of the day, obviously stuff happens, doesn't it? Uh, you've always got cards that are overpowered uh, that come out in later sets that do the same or better, but with more HP or more damage output. But, I mean, oof. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's whatever you're playing at the moment. I mean, I think there's like another three months, I think it is, or four months until the next set comes out. So you've still got that time to play with it, uh, to test about with it. So obviously there's no events at the moment, so no one knows, you know, what to play. Uh, you've got some people play testing. Uh, some people like me who's just not done anything at all because there's no point playtesting because it, you never know what's around the corner um, you could be playtesting to go back like next month or summer and then it could we could get hit with another wave with the pandemic and then you know you just, it, it, no one can tell only time can tell that's that's what it is um, another card I'm going to be talking about is the Galisopod or Galisopod however you pronounce it uh, which is from Dance of Blaze which is a new set as well uh, if you're not familiar with that, or you've not looked into Dance of set itself, uh, it does have two moves. Uh, I think actually they're pretty decent on each other. Uh, one's called Hard Time Slash, which attacks with double colorless, uh, 30 damage, and it says this attack does 50 more damage for each of your opponent's V and Pokemon GX in play. So, like I was saying earlier, that could be good in a Rillaboom deck, in a Rowlex deck. It could also be very well partnered with Decidueye uh, itself. Because obviously if you're against uh, EXs, GXs, I keep saying EXs, but I think it's just Vs, Maxes, Vs and GXs. So, you know, ignore me when I say EXs regarding the Decidueye. But yeah, uh, if you're against... If you're using that, then it's a great partner with it. Because I know it's been playing in some um, Japanese decks. Uh, and this other move is a grass and double colour, smash turn, 70 damage, switch this Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. So that's pretty decent in itself because there's a lot of stuff you can use to stall, I guess, in a way. You've got, um, who's it called? You've got Lily's Pokedoll. You've got the 
unidentified fossil. You've got the new rare fossil that's come out. So those are like good things you could use with it, I guess. Um, it obviously isn't going to be one of the strongest attackers in the entire game. Especially entering a meta like we have at the moment. Uh, hard time slash has the potential to deal some absolutely massive damage to a lot of the popular decks that rely solely on the GX and the V cards to either set up or attack. Uh, obviously we know Eternus, Picaron and well the toolbox decks are rampant at the moment. But um, it's pretty decent. Um, it's, it's good in itself. It could possibly hit the numbers. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy to set up. Like I said, you can just use a twin energy. Um, you know, it's it's pretty simple. But then again, I was going to say, if we're thinking about uh, how to evolve it from Wimpod, uh, you could just use Data Prism, but obviously that unfortunately rotates. So there's not really much you can do with that. I think personally, Rowlegs would be the player. Um use it with. Um, I think like Rowlegs is underrated itself, my brother likes that card a lot. He was saying that um, it's going to go up in value and then it was like a £2 card, then it was a 3 and then it went up to 8 So I think obviously that card has potential itself, it's just depending on like what other um, grass decks or grass Pokemon we get in the future. I think it will be good at the moment with Decidueye and possibly Galissapod as well. But since, but I mean, I say that, but also the Decidueye is a stage two, whereas uh, Galissapod is a stage one. So you can obviously just uh, throw in a Wimpod and then evolve it next turn instead of wasting your time with Rowlegs to evolve it. Um, you know, Rillaboom as well. I think if it's either prioritizing Rillaboom or Galissapod or Decidueye, I personally would go with Decidueye first or Rillaboom first because obviously Rillaboom you can get your energies on the field uh, and then Decidueye um, and then Galissapod. But yeah, like I said, uh, it, will, it will hit big numbers. It has the potential to do that. Um, it's just seeing how it is, isn't it? That, that's all it is at the moment. There's just a lot of ifs and buts and coconuts, because, you know, uh, people were having doubts about Blounds, and Blounds ended up winning Bokum Regionals. Um, it's like I said, no, no one knows what can win. Uh, like I was saying to my friend Josh at the weekend, um, and Darren as well, um, you know, I, I've them them two haven't had as much experience playing the TCG as myself. Uh, but that's that experience doesn't mean anything really. Um, it just it's just a look of the draw at the end of the day, isn't it? It's not going to be a case of, oh, I've won over, I've won every single world championship or something, and then a newbie could come along, and still beat you. It's just a case of, you may know or have the idea or principle and stuff of what to do and stuff, but, you know. So I'll look at the draw. Look, I'll look at the uh, the cards and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mean, like, like I keep saying, um, no one can predict the future, 
no one knows exactly what's going on. Um, if obviously you build your own deck and stuff and you've played it for that long, over and over and over again, you've got the synergy to know what cards you've got in your deck, what prized, um, and what you could need and what you can't, what you don't need. Because uh, when I was talking to Darren, um, he was saying that he's built a deck and when he plays it, he'd prefer to play it so then he can be like, oh, right, I need more energy. So what can I cut or what can I put in to get more energy onto the field or into my hand or to attach? Um, which I think is like a good thing because if you're a new player, um, instead of you just going to someone with a lot of experience and saying, hey man or hey woman, uh, I've just built this deck. Will you be able to tell me what it needs? Because when I've had a lot of people come to me on Facebook and stuff and ask that, I always ask them questions and I think it puts a doubt in their mind of, are you sure you know what you're talking about? You say you're good at TCG, but if you're asking me questions, what does that, you know, what's that make about, um, make me think about you? And it's like, well, I can't tell you what you need because it's your deck and you've been playing it. If you're having if you're having difficulty getting your basics out, what can you cut to get your basics out, or what can you put in to get your basics out? You can use some of the Pokemon that has Call for Family. Um, you can use trainer cards such as Quick Ball, um, Great Ball. Um, you know, Pokemon Fan Club as well. I think that's in standard. You can use all sorts of stuff like that, but. It's just a case of what do you think is lacking yourself? Um, because if you if you just create the deck yourself, right? Uh, like I keep saying, if you're playing a deck, you should play a deck that you like. There's no point you playing a deck that you're going to be like, oh, I don't like this deck. I'm just playing it because it's one this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, you're just being a sheep, really. You may want to get good at tournaments. You may want to do this and that. But if you're playing a deck that you don't like, then you're just going to end up making mistakes. You're just going to end up being like, oh, rubbish. I didn't mean to do that. I can't really be bothered putting the effort and time into learning it. Which is why uh, when we play our favourite deck, Unknown Hand, we just get laughed at. Because it's like, well, it's not really a serious deck. It's not a meta deck. You're not going to win anything from it. But it's just a sense of achievement of you've won a match with the deck you created you thought would be good and you enjoyed playing that's the main thing at the end of the day uh, we went to a tournament with unknown hand and we managed to come second uh, with it whereas obviously we're playing stuff like uh, Snorlax V uh, ADP Keldeo um, you know everything that was in the meta then Picarom stuff like that and we were playing unknown hand and the fact that we came second was ridiculous at the end of the tournament, everyone then came around and was like, oh, sweet, let's see your list, you know, let's see what you're playing stuff. And then you're like, oh, that's actually a pretty ingenious idea. I never thought of that. And it's like, well, I don't want to sound rude, but that's the point. Um, you know, at the beginning, when I started the intro, I was just saying that it's a, a Facebook page and stuff that I've created to express my creative and unique ideas with my brother. Uh, we never focus on meta, we never primarily bother with meta because there's a million other people who cover it 
with a million other people who probably have started a podcast on it, who's discussing it. But it's just the fact that you've got certain underrated cards that I feel like they need to be talked about, said in the spotlight, and stuff like that. Which brings me on uh, to another card, which is the Alcremia from Rebel Clash. And if you're not familiar with that, it has the move Decorate, uh, which attacks for a colorless, and it says, attach any number of basic energy cards from your hand to your Pokemon anywhere you like, and then it has Draining Kiss for 50 and Heal 30 from the Pokemon for a Psychic and a Colourless. So as far as support cards go in standard, this has to be one of the most unique ones I've ever seen. With it allowing you to attach as many energies as you would like from your hand onto the bench in any way you like. Uh, while this concept may sound extremely powerful, in some situations it definitely is. I do feel like this card is a bit inconsistent, which makes it all the more harder to use. Uh, obviously, having the downside of being an evolution, it doesn't help your case since that is the turn of setup needed right there, but it also requires you to have energy in the hand to abuse the attack. So, one thing you could use is energy spinner. Uh, obviously, it's a must to try and fill your hand with as much energy as possible. Uh, I don't think it is a bad card by any means, however it's just too conditional to see much use in standard. And what I mean by that is, um, it's alright with the fact of uh, you using like, I don't know, two energy spinners at the beginning, getting all that energy in your hand, you've obviously then, um, oh I don't, right, so bear with me, I'll, this, this is exactly what I was going to say. You've used energy spinner, you attack, and then your opponent man is. But then obviously with that attack, I realise how stupid I've just sounded there. Uh, with the attack of that, uh, that's your attack, so you'll do all the additional effects and stuff such to it. Which brings me back obviously to the Lugia I did mention at the beginning in the Dance of Blaze. That attacks for three. Uh, you obviously can just stick like whatever energy you're using. But I mean, with it saying basic, it obviously discards the fact of any special energy so you can't play like horror energy hide energy triple acceleration switch uh, not switch energy capture energy uh that new fire one's coming out dance to blaze speed energy uh twin energy you know all, all sorts of that energy cards that you cannot be playing with it but i do think it's a very uh a very underrated card i think it's very um you know, it is underrated, but like I said, personally, I don't think I'll be seeing it have any play at all. It's just a, uh, it's just a trophy card. You know, just one of these cards that you fit in a binder, you just seal it shut, and you're like, cool. That's um, you know, that's a deck, not a deck. That's a card that um, will just be in a binder, just a binder card. Just a fodder card. But yeah. Um, relating back to the Decidui. I think like. Another thing it could be partnered with. Is Greedent. Uh, Greedent. Attacks for. Uh, three colours I believe. And I think it hits for 90. And then you can put all the cards. Uh, from Greedent. Attached to. Into your hand. So. I mean, when I was saying it's good with Decidueye, because obviously then it can be a case of, you know, you whip into Decidueye, 
with it being a case of um, they're there uh, and they're playing like a GX or a VV Max deck, you can just whip into that and then you can't touch you. But obviously I would advise you have one of those Squavets, which is a very funny sounding Pokemon and I think it's a very nice word, Squavet. Uh, you can obviously get one of those on the bench when it's set up, because obviously when you get Greedent in your hand then you can just evolve it and attach all that, because I think the seed I was going to say, did the CGY attacks for uh, double colours? I don't think I actually said anything on the paper. Um, I think it attacks for double colours or something. So you could use the twin energy, attach it to that. But where you go? Um, obviously with Greedent, you can use it with the uh, Lily's Doll. Oh, I think, I think it attacks for 100. Um... Yeah, so I think it's pretty decent to be fair. Um, I think the next set after Champion's Path is the Vivid Voltage, which obviously everyone speculates is going to have the big old Chubby Cheeks, Chubby Checkers Pikachu, um, which is uh, going to be cool. If it has something really silly like Volt Tackle G Max or something, I think I'll be slightly disappointed, I'm not going to lie. Uh, but yeah. Um, so just an update on ourselves, uh, we attended, well, we attempted to attend a pre, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago, it was one of the two, for Darkness of Blaze, um, which was in London, so we came from Brighouse to London, um, straight direct train, wasn't too bad, wasn't too bad at all, uh, met up with our friends from the group chat that we've been in for like a year or so, um, so that was fun. But when we arrived, unfortunately, Dinosaur Blaze kits and stuff wasn't actually in the store. Mainly because of the fact uh, Pokemon themselves decided to distribute them from themselves. Whereas going through a third party source such as uh, Asmodee. I think they get shit from America to German Asmodee. Or it's just English. It's one of the two. Then they get shipped to the stores. Um, but yeah, massive delay for that. So basically what we all did was we thought, oh, you know, we'll all meet up anyway, because obviously I trick, uh, booked my train tickets anyway, so it was regardless of me staying at home or going, because I just thought, you know, sod it, let's go, let's meet everyone. Um, so we got there, uh, and then we all met up, had a few drinks and stuff, you know, just introduced ourselves to each other, um, which I thought was nice. Uh, and then we went to a, a card, two card stores, um... And then we saw that they had Rebel Clash pre-release kits, and we was like, oh, um, me and Glenn was like, you know, oh, let's uh, let's hold our own pre-release kits. Let's uh, all buy a, um, a Rebel Clash. There was a lot of pause there, because I was trying to think of what it was, what kit it has, which we got. Uh, yeah, we got a Rebel Clash, we all got a Rebel Clash kit. Uh, then we all did a mini tournament, which was fun. There was prizes as well. There was pre-release kits for prizes, like first gets to choose, uh, second gets to choose, and you know third gets to play. Uh, we got a tin, um, which was purchased from Joshua, which was like prize cards, you know, prizes, <laughs> uh, prizes for whoever won. So you know, big thanks to that. Uh, by that I meant Josh. You know, a bit rude to say. Uh, and then from the tin, we did get the Cinderace one, 
uh, and we packed a Yan Mega break and it was filled with Winsfricots, which was quite funny. So we got a reverse hollow Winsfricot, which was the one where you flip a coin and you put it in your uh, their active Pokemon in the hand. Then it was the last match Winsfricot as well, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then, and the Steam Siege pack was with the Yan Mega break, which wasn't too bad. Uh, every every card, well every Steam Siege pack that we've bought or opened, we've always managed to pack Summer, which isn't too bad at all. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was nice to meet everyone at the end of the day. Um, I think we're all going to Birmingham next time in the next pre-release to see Eddie's shop, uh, the owner of Griffiths Gaming. Um, so hopefully we can all play there together and meet up again. But yeah, uh, some playable trainers from Darkness I'm going to touch upon are three that I thought would be worthy of a mention, which is Birdkeeper. Uh, if you're not familiar with what Birdkeeper does, it does say switch your active with your bench and draw three cards. Uh, personally, I think it's a very good card indeed. It can be partnered well with the Flying Circus crew, which is Rowlet, Swanner, and Starly. Uh, they are basically, if you're not familiar with those, they have the ability is if you play Bird Keeper, then they attack for free. Uh, there's some really cool cards that have good attacks, such as Swanner, which I think has a base attack of 70. And if you, it gives you the option to discard a card from your hand. And if you do, you can hit for another 70. So you hit for 140. Uh, Swanner was in the pre-release kits as well with Decidueye, so I don't think it was too bad. I think obviously it's good to be its own archetype. Uh, with the fact that they all attack for a colorless uh, energy cost, which, well, it's three energy costs, which is colorless, um, it can be played in many decks itself, um, which is, you know, it's pretty decent. I personally think Birdkeeper will be played one in every deck just because of the versatility it's got. It allows you to switch and you get to draw three cards. It's amazing draw support. Um, it's pretty similar to Welder, just within the aspect of the draw three cards. Um, but yeah, the next one is Cape of Toughness, which reads this basic Pokemon. This the 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 basic Pokemon this card is attached against an extra 50 HP, except for GX, so in my opinion the only good thing that could use that is from Spiritomb from Team Up, which has the build in spite ability. Um, it would also be good with Vs, uh, basic Vs that is, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't specify, you can't use it with Vs, it's just GXs. So a good V card if you use it is with Regirock, uh, obviously that all. There's multiple different ones you can use it with. Multiple ones indeed. Uh, and then the next card is basically Pierce, which searches out for an energy and a dark Pokemon. So it's very good with Erinatus V and VMAX because you can grab the Evo of the VMAX and you can get a dark energy. Um, yeah, it specifies grab, a, grab an energy and a dark Pokemon. So you could grab. Uh, Hydrogen or Hydro Dragon, as it is in our group chat, like we call it. Um, with its specifying and energy, obviously, it doesn't limit yourself to basic energy or special energy. It's whatever you'd like. I personally grab special energy, such as Hide Energy, which gives you uh, your dark Pokemon 
uh, free retreat. You know, hey ho, that's always good to have free retreat. Um, yeah, uh, to be fair, that's all I can think of to talk about today. I uh, hope we're all well. Hopefully we can all go back to playing soon. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Because next time we'll probably be talking about more cards. As it always is. But yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you in the next episode. Uh, see you later, amigos. And remember to, you know, stay spicy out there.